I was in my life to meet Hasidim of the Rebbe, of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and to be very impressed with their emuna, to be very impressed with the faithfulness to Hashem and the powerful commitment to serve Hashem, the powerful commitment to idealism. It moved me a lot. So I was very curious about where this came, what was the Kayach. And certainly we all have a Torah, I was curious what aspects of Torah they've plugged into. I, you're curious. If you meet a group of people who are very, very stark, so you're very curious who's their Rebbe. If a group of people tell you we learn in a certain yeshiva, and you see their sincerity, you see something, so you're curious about the Rebbe. What's the Torah he's teaching? What's happening? So I became very curious about the Rebbe. You meet people like that, it piqued my curiosity. I've studied, I've read books about the Rebbe, and I've more importantly started studying his Torah to see, I wanted to meet the Rebbe and to see what he was teaching that produced Talmidim that are quite fiery, in the, 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 the idealism that they have is very, very powerful. One of the things I discovered, and Revezi and I have spoken about this, the seriousness how he took people. And you watch his conversation with people who other people, people who came to him, all different types and forms of people, he took people very, very seriously. It's a respect to a Ben Adam, that when somebody told him something, he took it and measured it very seriously. And what you said, he even towards that end could even be tough. If a Meshuggah would come to him and say like crazy stuff, we would chuckle and not big deal. He, I'll give him mushal. You ever had a Chavrus who was very combative with you, who used to screams at you? So sometimes you think, what a mean guy. Do you know often the nastier Chavrusa really respects you more than the nicer Chavrusa? I learned with somebody who had that hugger that he took people very seriously and he would scream at people. The Rebbe was very like that. This Chabrusa guy would come to ask us something. I would like inside chuckle. <laughs> they don't know this, they don't know what they're talking about. 
Oh, you're a nice boy. You know, you tell them what... You cannot humor them. He took people so seriously he would get mad. A lot of times... I'm not condoning the guy who's nasty to Shavrus to be nice. A lot of times the nastiness is because I'm actually open to be impacted by what you tell me. I'm actually open. That's why I'm getting mad. Because the same reason we get mad at people, a guy's wife can tell him something and he gets mad and anybody else will tell him that line, he won't get mad. So he's meaner to his wife? No, he cares more what she says. Now, I'm not condoning him getting mad, but the reason he's mad is because her words have a deep place by him. So he gets madder because somebody, so the anger, I'm not condoning the anger, I'm just explaining something, that the anger is from a place because you could, I actually, there's a lot of room for you. I've seen this in Chavrusas, there's a certain type of, I will never get mad at you, it's a terrible sign, he doesn't care what you say. Certain type of Rebbe will never get mad, you're a joke. So anything you say is like, you know, he humors, he plays a little bit. Somebody very open to your words. The Rebbe, you watch him talk to people, he was very open to people's words. You could actually make an impression on him. That's even the sharp... I'm not like making a Rebbe's story. It's not I'm taking that he was sharp. You could watch what I'm talking is true, and I'm not coming to eulogize him and to make something out of him. He was a Talmud Chacham, a wonderful tzaddik. I'm coming to demand from us something, the respect to people. His respect, it's a hard thing to allow yourself to be impacted by people. I had a chavrusa like this. People would come up, he took them so, and we get so mad, I'm like, chill out, like the guy's a joke. <laughs> a kid would come like, I don't get Tysus. I'm like, okay, okay you know, gishmak, oh, so nice, so I hear, you, you, you don't even know what you're talking about. This chavrusa of mine gave people such respect he would end up getting so frustrated, a guy like didn't know anything. Like, it meant because you actually, your words mattered. Very, the Rebbe was like that. He was very open to be impressed upon. He was open to his people said, like, he took it very seriously, very, your replies and your retorts to the point that it was, he, he, there was. It was usually a critique. Those that weren't careful, it was usually because you're, you're, you're bound to say something. You let you just thought so people like were very comfortable expressing. Clearly, people have tremendous comfort in expressing. So any nuance, oh, and I, you know, for a simple person, you roll your eyes. Okay, you know, like people all look. It's like a, it was usually a critique. If he would say something to somebody, the guy would go like, like he was, I don't know what this means. Now was he wasn't making fun of the guy. You're telling me something. I'm watching. I don't know what this means. The Rebbe would tell people this. If people responded with funny motions, oh, he would say, I don't, a guy came to him, said, I went to a, a Rebbe's thing, it was amazing. The Rebbe said, what do you mean? Explain. It was amazing. What was amazing? The guy, he said, please, next time, bring me something. Like, I, I want to understand. It doesn't tell me anything that it was amazing. Wow, it was fire. What was fire? He was very exact and took you seriously what you were telling you and wanted to hear what you were saying. He wasn't playing with you. He took you incredibly serious, maybe more serious than you took yourself. So you came, may I? Please. Uh, you came and said, you know, you came and said, and he turned to him and he said, I have tainas on this kid. I haven't been sent to Sarum that, I haven't, he hasn't sent me Sarum in like many years. And I was like, what you talking about? He was like, well, he's like, I said, this is unbelievable. 
It's very believable. I haven't received any sorrow. <laughs> he, t- he took you very, very seriously what you said. So you had to take yourself seriously what you said because he really like was zoned in. He was leaning into what you were saying. So this was something that I, that I, that I witnessed, that I discovered. I think he, his Talmidim were better for it because he took them so seriously. I think that produced, I'm not saying it's the only Nakuda, take people seriously, take people. It's like the opposite of gaslighting, the opposite of running over, he took people very seriously. And I think it caused his Talmidim to take themselves seriously because he took you seriously. Straight up, he didn't humor anybody, he didn't, and your words, and he said, come back, explain to me what you're saying, he took you. I saw this person, I was Zeichir to learn by, he, he changed my life in the fact that he taught me to take my own svaras more seriously. From this person I learned with, he didn't just do it to others. If I learn a Tyson, it's like, huh? I take that very seriously. If something rubs me wrong, because of this Chavrosa, because he took me seriously when something rubbed me wrong. So if I read a Rashi, it's like, I read a Pasuk, I'm like, what? That's very serious. That's the strongest cash. I'm not, this is not sitting with me. That's very powerful. If you hear ideas that don't sit well with you, that's very big in learning, in life, that's very big. You're a soul, and it's not sitting well with you. The trust of self and the belief in your vantage point is very big. The Rebbe, we speak about, the way he took people seriously is a tremendous lesson. He's, he's right. People aren't jokes. And what they're experiencing, he was like very serious, and I wanted you to share, and took every nuance of what you said very seriously. So that like stuck out. If you could then picture how such a person would learn Torah. If you'd allow me then, I'm going to show you a vert this Erev Shabbos. There's going to be, I'm not bringing any Musarat of this vert. Though there's plenty, any idea of Hashem's, any ideas of Hashem's could, we could bring into our lives, but that's not why I'm sharing with you. I'd like to start today, this Erev Shabbos, to share something from the Rebbe, that if you understand somebody took people seriously, could you imagine how we learned to pass a God talking? Remember, his seriousness, he took each person, because they're at Selim Elikim. So could you imagine how such a person learned Torah? And there's, a, there's an openness and a bittle to the Torah. He, he, the way he learned Chumash dazzles me. His care nuance is exact. He was a master in Pshat. I'm going to share some with the Chevra that I don't know. I don't want to say I don't know if I agree. He's a big person. But he taught me to care how it hits me. I'm not sure it hits me. But for sure what hits me is how careful he learned the Chumash Rashi. So I want to eat and learn something. I think it could change our life to learn more carefully. When you hear this, I started like sweating. I was like, whoa, it's exhaustive because, he, oh my goodness, he was so sensitive to the nuance of how Hashem taught something. I'd like to share this with you. I think it's all the Shirish. He took people seriously because he did Selim Elohim and the Dvar Hashem. He just took very seriously. So we read it fast. He was like very nuanced and careful. So listen to this, Shmuel. And I'm curious what the Chevra thinks. How does it hit you? So please, if you have a Chumash, 
look inside. It's better you put your holy eyes in these holy words. If you have no chumash, you'll be fine following outside. This week's parish is Dvarim. And if everybody can look, Pere Gimel Pasuk Yudches. Pere Gimel Pasuk Yudches. We're going to learn two Rashis. Chumash Rashi. And then we're going to study very nuanced in the Pasuk. Listen to this. Pere Gimel Pasuk Yudches. Page 179 in the, this Chumash. I don't have in the other ones. Parak Gimel, Pasuk Yudches. Late, late in Parashas Dvarim. Says the Pasuk. V'atzav eschem ba'eshahi. Maishra Abenu is reviewing Torah. And he says, I commanded you at that time, ba'eshahi at this time. Lamar saying, Hashem alekeichem. Nasan lachem es Eretz Hashem gave you this land, Lerishta, to inherit it. Chalutzim, armed, Tavru, you shall pass. Lefnei achechem b'nei Yisrael, in front of your brothers, Klai Yisrael, kol b'nei chayil, all the soldiers. So he's talking to the two Shvatim, b'nei God and b'nei Ruvain, and he said, you're going to go armed in front of all your brothers, Klai Yisrael, all the soldiers. So Bnei God of Bnei Reuven is going to be at the front of the army. That's what Maish Rabbeinu said when they fight Eretz Yisrael. He said to them, Chalutzim, arm, Tavayru, you shall pass. Lufnei Achechem Bnei Yisrael. In front of your brothers, Klai Yisrael, Kol Bnei Chayil, all the soldiers. So Bnei God of Bnei Reuven is going to be in front of the army. Dangerous position, an important position. Dangerous, you're in harm's way, you're in the front of the pack. Important position because you're in front of the pack. It's what the enemy, what faces, engages, front lines the enemy. Please look at Rashi. Says Rashi, Gimel Yudches. This is going to, this blew my mind, but bear with me. V'atzav eschem, I command Livnei Ruvain v'god, how you medaber. Maishu Rabbeinu is speaking to Shvat and B'nei God and B'nei Ruvain. Livnei achechem. Haim hoyu holchen lefnei Yisrael lemolchama. B'nei God of B'nei Ruvain went in front of Klal Yisrael to war. Lefishayu gibayrim v'ayvim. Lefishayu gibayrim, because they were very strong. V'ayvim naifim lefneim, and enemies drop in front of them. Shenema v'terev zraya afkadkoim. Since they're very strong, they could beat up the enemies the best, so they go in front. Okay. Keep that Rashi, please. We're gonna get, we're gonna reference back this Rashi. Please turn to Parshas Matos. If you look Parshas Matos, it's Lev Lamid Beis and Pasuk Yod Zayin. Lamid Beis Yod Zayin. Keep that Rashi, please, because we're gonna go two Rashis. We're gonna compare notes. So Lamid Beis Yod Zayin. Maishu Rabbeinu, Bnei God of Bnei Ruvain, ask Maisha, could we have Aver Ayardin? Could we have our portion in Eretz Yisrael before the Jordan? Maishu Rabbeinu says, are your brothers going to fight? Your brothers are going to fight and you're going to stay. What's going on here? Your brothers are going to fight and you're going to stay here? If you look at... Um, Maish Rabbeinu gives a whole bunch of psukim where Maisha tells them off. If you look at Pasuk in Pasuk Vav, 
Lamid Beis Vav Ayoyme Moshe of the God of Neiruvain. Moshe gives Musar to the God of Neiruvain. Hachechem Yavol LaMuchama. Your brothers will go fight. Vatem Teishvu Poy. Are you serious? Klal Yisrael's all gonna fight Teretz and You're staying here. What are you talking? Are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> they come to him and like we're going to Eretz Yisrael. It's big. The whole Klal Yisrael is going to claim Eretz Yisrael. But they got to say forward. We want to stay here. Maisha incredulously says to them, "Ha'chechem yavol amuchama. Your brothers are going to fight. Atem teishvu po, and you're going to stay right here. Are you serious?" So now skip to Pasuk Yitzayin. B'nei Gada B'nei Ruben say, no, no. Anachnu necholetz chushim l'fnei B'nei Yisrael. We're going to arm ourselves quickly in front of Klai Yisrael. We plan on going in front. Ad asherim heviyunum el mekaimam until they get to their right places. And then we'll go back home. But we plan on fighting in front, says Rashi. Please look at Gimel Yudzayin. Va'anachnu lamid beis. I'm sorry, Yudzayin. Anachnu nechol itzchushim. We're going to go in front. Lifnei bnei Yisrael says Rashi. Beroishe geisos at the head of the armies. Mitayich shegibayrim hayu. Since they were strong, like it says on God, v'terev zroya af kadkaid. So therefore, they're going to go b'roshay geisos at the front of the armies. Mitayich shegibayrim hayu. Since they were strong. Okay. Now we're going to get to work. So we have two Rashis. We have a Rashi, Lamed Beis Yudzayin, that says they're fighting in front of Bnei Yisrael. B'roshay geisos at the head of the armies. Mitayich shegibayrim hayu. Since they were strong. And we have Gimel. We have this, this, this in our parsha, where it says in Gimel Yud Ches that they'll fight in front. Says Rashi, because they were strong. Now, two diukim that you might think are very small, but two diukim. In Dvarim, Rashi says Lufisha Hayugibayrim. Gimel Yud Ches. Rashi says, In Lamid Bey's Yodzayin, Rashi says, What's the difference to Mitaych and Lufi? Don't they both mean sense? Rashi, Lamid Bey's in Matais, says, And Rashi in Gimel Yodzayin says, now, when I read that Rashi, I didn't notice. Metayich and Lefi, okay. No, the Rebbe did notice it. In, in Lamed Bey's Matais, Rashi says, Metayich shegibayrim hayu. And there Rashi says, Lefi shegibayrim hayu. One little observation. Second observation. In Lamed Bey's, when it says they're going to fight in front, in Lamed Bey's, Yod Zayin, it says, Lefnei Bnei Yisrael. Front of Klal Yisrael. In Gimel, in our parasha, it says, Chalutz Tavofnei Acheichem Bnei Yisrael. In front of your brothers, Klal Yisrael. What's that extra Acheichem? There it says, in front of Klal Yisrael. Here it says, in front of your brothers, Klal Yisrael. What's that Acheichem? 
The next question the Rebbe asked is, why does Rashi repeat what we knew already? Now you could say the whole Devarim is a repetition, but Rashi doesn't add. It already says that we're going to go in front. Rashi already gave us the reason. Since they're Gebarim, they fried at the front. And here Rashi feels the need to repeat. Rashi's not Mefarish again. You explained that, Pasuk Das, already. It already said in Matos, Anach Necholitz Chushim Lufnei Bnei Yisrael. We'll quickly, Chushim means quick. We plan on swiftly getting to the front and fighting in the front. And here Rashi once again, the end of Dvarim, when the Pasuk says that in, in, in Gimel Yudches, Chalutzim Tavlut Nechich Bnei Yisrael, you should go in front. Rashi explains it again. Ask the Rebbe, it was already explained they were in front. So listen to what he says. Listen to what the Rebbe says. The Rebbe says in Matos, when it says they fought in front, it does not mean they were a separate army in front. You know, you have battalions. You have groups of soldiers, each one with a different task. In Matais, it does not mean they were their own battalion. To be in front could have two mashmais. You're part of a group of soldiers. You're just on the front lines, but you're part of the army. Or you could be a separate battalion in front. You're not connected. You're totally separate in front. Said the Rebbe, in Matais, when Bnei God and Bnei Ruvain were worried that they're, you're staying here and Kleisel's fighting, no, we'll fight at the front of the army. We'll quickly run to the front. That's even the Lush and Chushim, quickly. We'll run in front. In, Gim, in Lamed Bays, said the Rebbe, they were fighting part. If you look at Rashi, Rashi there says, Geisos, at the front of the, of the army. They're with Klal Yisrael, just at the front. Now, why did they fight? They fought because they said we're joining Klal Yisrael. The reason, and they said we'll go in front, it'll be clear we're fighting with Klal Yisrael. The reason they went in front is because they wanted to make it clear we're part of a nation. Chushim, we'll run to the front. So when it says they were Gibayrim, is not the reason they went to the front. They went to the front, the Pesukim are clear. They want to show, we're fighting for our people. Maishu Rabbeinu was receptive. It mattered if some weak guy says, I'll go in front, I want to show I'm with. So if a guy's weak, you say, you're not going in front. Said the Rebbe, Rashi says, Mitaych, it's not a reason they're in front. The reason in front, Maish, is they're showing they want to join Klal Yisrael. We're not, we're not, we're, we're, we're big time, we're invested in this. So it doesn't say Lefisha Gibarim, that wasn't why they wanted to go to the front. They weren't coming from the place that they're strong. They were clear they want to go in the front, that we plan on fighting. The mitaych is that that's why it was relevant to be in the front. It's not the reason they're in front. It's why it would be allowed to be in front. If a guy says, listen, I want to show, you have a volleyball tournament. So he says, I'm part of Sulam. I don't want to be like a guy, I'm ignoring events. What the chevra does I do? So I'll play the front line. Um, <laughs> I hear, I hear, but you know, we also want a good game. <laughs> Play and serve the game, I hear. 
Mitaych Shegibayrim is why it was relevant what they say. It's not the reason they're in front, it's why it's relevant. If Shlomo Guri says, everybody's playing, my back kills, but I'm playing. So Mitaych, that is, that is, that is Taka, a good thumper. So Mitaych Shegibayrim, that's why it was relevant. It's not Lefi, it's Mitaych. It's not the reason, the reasons are what Psukim are saying. It's Mitaych by way of them being Gebayrim. So it's, if Shlomo Guri is like, hey, I got the front line this tournament, he's saying he's playing even though his back hurts because he wants us to have a good tournament and he cares about the Chevra. He wants to be part, he wants to bring all the learning to the guy in the back who did. wasn't that the learning. But it's relevant because he's a thumper. It's not Lefi, it's Mitaych. It's not the reason, it's Mitaych. By the way that he's the best thumper around, so mitayich that is gibayim. That's why it's relevant. It's not lufisha gibayim hayu. Said the rabbi. That's mitayich. In dvarim, when it says what ended up happening, Rashi doesn't say they were rashi guys. They said the front of the army. Rashi says there heim hayu holchem lufnei yisrael. They went before klal yisrael. Says the Rebbe, Maish Rabbeinu didn't just put them at the front of the army, they were a separate battalion. They fought literally a group of soldiers, nobody else is with them. You saw B'nai God of Nuruvin. They weren't submissed with the rest of Klaisal just in the front. Now how does he know that, the Rebbe says? How do I, and that's why Rashi repeated, listen to this. He says in, in Masay, in Lamed Beis, in the end of Matais, the lush in the air, the pasuk. This is wild. The lush in the air. It says, Yisrael." We'll go in front of Bnei Yisrael. Now, are Bnei God or Bnei Ruvain also Bnei Yisrael? They're also Bnei Yisrael. So, what does it mean? I'll go in front of Bnei Yisrael. You're also Bnei Yisrael. Wait, that's the lush in the Torah. The lush of the Torah is we'll go in front of Bnei Yisrael. You're also Bnei Yisrael. So the Mashmais is, you say, I'll be in front of Bnei Yisrael. You are Bnei Yisrael. You, if you say in front of them, they'll be there and I'll be in the front. In front, we'll be in front of Bnei Yisrael. Are you not? I'm not sure what you're saying. Could you imagine if Manny would say to the rest of us, we're going somewhere, we're going somewhere scary. We're afraid to like face. He said, I'll go in front of the Kalishes. It's a weird talk. You are a Kalish. Front of the Kalish, you are. If you say, if a guy in the Chabura says, I'll go in front of the Chabura. You're in the Chabura. So, but then by its nature, said the rabbit means, we'll go in front of Bnei Yisrael. Um, you're our Bnei Yisrael. What are you saying? It means you'll be with them, but in the front, you'll be the Pnei Bnei Yisrael. So it means you're part, you're part of Klai Yisrael. So you'll be the Pnei Bnei Yisrael. We'll go in front. It doesn't mean you'll be a separate battalion because you're part of Klai Yisrael. You'll be the Pnei Bnei Yisrael, but every single group has the front and the back. So what position will be in the front of Bnei Yisrael? But part of them. In Dvarim over here, the Pasuk says, the Pasuk in Dvarim says that we'll, you will go chalutzim armed, in front of your brothers. You are not your brother. The hardest question I ask on an interview to the Masifta, bar none, 
Lakewood kids, interesting. I, I love Lakewood. My wife's from Lakewood. I was born in Lake. I love the city. In a beautiful way, they, they teach more Lush and Kaidesh and Yiddish. And I, the school's language is not. At least this, I asked guys who come into how many siblings do you have? I watched the wheels churn. A guy's thinking, am I included in that? How many, it's a very tough question. How many siblings do you have? He's like, well, we're one of six, but I have five. And he like, there's like a big pause how to answer that. But the answer is you are not your sibling. You have five siblings and you're one of six. You only, you can be confident. You only have five siblings. You got it right? You have the six kids in the family. You are not your sibling. You're just not. You have five siblings. Say it clear. Say it proud. You have five siblings. That means when there's six kids in the family, you have five. And only five. <laughs> you don't have six. You don't have to like hedge your bets and say, well, I'm one of six. You have five siblings. Say it confidently. Say it clearly. I have five siblings. Because you are not your sibling. Very important. Just to know language. It's very important to me. So when it says here, you should pass armed in front of your brothers, you are not one of your brothers. And it said you should be armed in front of your brothers. So in front of your brothers, that makes sense. In front of my brothers, I'm going to go in front. That doesn't mean that I'm amongst them. I'm not one of my brothers. And when Maish Rabbeinu was mitzvah in front of your brothers, you guys will be in front of your brothers, not with your brothers, in front of them. So then it means, Rashi doesn't say, Berashe Geisos, at the, at the head of the army. You're not at the head of the army. You're a separate battalion. And there it says, not mitoich lufisha gebarim. That's the reason. This is not to show that you run to the front, you're swift. You're showing your brothers you're with them. Why are you a separate battalion? That's Lefisha Hayugibayrim. It's the reason they should be a separate battalion is because they're very, very strong. And it's good to have a battalion that's crazy to face the enemies. I have a principle in life. I have this principle. I talk to Ray Brownstein a lot. I call it, it's probably badly named, Win Before You Start. I'm very into good beginnings in anything you do. We run things, we talk about this a lot together, win before you start. How's the event? I like at the beginning of Isman and Yeshiva, there has to be a meeting of the whole Yeshiva and we gather and it's a good meeting. Bring it. I want rebellion day one, bring it. Win before you start. I don't know why that's win before, I just mean get off and running. In speeches, by the way, there's something called the power beginning. Never start as well, not really worthy of, be quiet. Get in and get moving. Speak for the first two sentences. You should already have a confidence. Whoa, that was good. Get in and start. Say a pasuk. Say a thought. Say something and begin. Get off and running. Win before you start. We were planning. We are planning graduation. What's the first move? Right, Brownstein set up gorgeous in front. It was. It was already over. At already twenty minutes in, it was so stunning in front of the gym. Beautiful setup. People were enjoying each other. Over. You make an event, big time beginnings. And when Clyde's throw forward a war, it's exact. It's this the same thing. To the enemy, you got to get the first engagement. Put your beasts in the front. And their first engagement is, whoa, that's what you won before you start. And the tough guys were right in front. Lefi, 
This is not Mitoich Shagibayim Hayus. So then there's Lefi. There was a separate squadron of the tough guys in front because the first engagement with the enemy should be whoa, and you won before you started. And that was That's how. That was Maish Rabbeinu's doing. Okay, so so they offered to be Rashi Geisos. They offered to run to the front. We're gonna, and the reason, because they want to show Klai, so we're with our brothers. And that made sense. To offer to play the front line, you tell you who the, who the ran tournaments this week. Amazing. Great, great week. I thank you the The picture guy tells you, I really want to support the runnings of Sulam. I got front line next time, you know. <laughs> he was like, oh, it's like really kind to you. Huh? But if you're a thumper, if Tzvi Eisner says, right, Rabbi Yehuda, I want to I wanna play, I want to be involved, I got the front. He was like, hey, so why, is he, but why does he want to play the front, Tzvi Eisner? To show that, that the volleyball is important. That's why he... Won. Yeah, that's what... They wanted a fight because they wanted... So Tzvi Eisner being like this? So that's that's why it's relevant. It's rel it's relevant to accept the offer. That? I don't need to know that. That's not the idea. But that's why it's relevant. Rashi's saying it makes sense. It's not the reason they're going in front. It makes sense your offer. It's important information. Has nothing to do. Okay, in the conversation between Tzvi and Yehuda Deitch. The fact that Tzvi is the biggest, baddest beast you've ever laid, like a <laughs> god, has nothing to do with their conversation. Yes, real, yeah. So that's, why, okay, but why on the bottom are you commenting that Tzvi is the That's why it's relevant, because otherwise it'll be a silly offer. If wow. a guy's like a server, it would be like a, you know, a guy tells you, we have snobby baseball on Fridays. So guy says, Yehuda, I want to really support the baseball. He might tell you support it by not playing. But if a guy says, I want to support it, so I'm going to play shortstop today. Trust me, you're not out doing Yehuda at shortstops. I mean, the other shortstop, if you're good, if you can match. So, so, was relevant. I actually became from her today. I actually, when I, I just say this over, I can't believe the exactness of Tyra. I don't know, like, in, in, the, in the last many years, if I met somebody who learned Tyra so exact, he has thousands of vertim like this, the Rebbe, on Chumash, thousands, thousands. I'm not being megazim, the number. And he, the way he learned Chumash with an exactness is like staggering. Now, you could disagree with what he's saying. You have to study the two Rashis, and I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking, do I, is that how, it, you have to ask yourself your own perspective. His exactness, he had three diyukim that are crazy. You're part of Klai so it means the front, but you're with them. You're not your brother, so it means your brothers and you're before them as a separate army. The mitaych and lefi, the mitaych and lefi is wild. Lefi is the reason. Mitaych is like is not the reason to do it. It just it's by the way of that makes sense to offer, but it's not the reason for the offer. <laughs> the diktuk is staggering. Now, anything you study in Torah, the ramifications. If you're just alive, any dvar chacham of Hashem will make an impact on you. The things you could call from this are many, but this is how the rebel learned these two psukim and why it's Rashi repeats it, because it's not the same thing. 
And the subtlety that the first time he said Birashe Geisas at the front of the armies, the existing armies, Rashi doesn't say, he says here, Lufne Yisro. Now, the only, I do tie on the Rebbe right there where he says Lufne Yisro. Now, there Yisro, Rashi himself, on the fight Lufne Achechem, Hema Yohochen Lufne Yisro. Hey, there Yisro. Here the Rebbe says it means. All of Yisrael there in front, but it's very dear because you don't talk that way. It's that, I, I have that time on him. I don't know. I don't want to whitewash that. But in Dvarim, when it says in front of your brothers, you are not one of your brothers. And it said that because they fought as a separate unit from their brothers. <laughs> Why? Lifne would be more what? Right. And it says Lufne. I'm not sure. I don't know. I just don't know. You might I don't know. The rebel here means not you're at the head of the army. It means you're in front, you're at your own unit, a battalion for yourself. This is how the rebel learned the two the two Rashis, his dictok naftali the exactness. I ask guys over Shabbos. I ask, study the two. I try to find comment. I have this cash on him. That cash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That in Rashi. It bothers me in the very place where he's coming. But his ideas. His ideas very, very stark. The metoich and the feel. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. This is the claim. This is the claim of the Rebbe. The amazing claim of the Rebbe. The two, the two psukim. Yeah. At the very least, I mentioned Derek Agav, win before you start. I happen to like that, that the frontline guys were like this. That the, the place of engagement is very stark. I think it's a very good advice. To anything you do, it's a very good advice. Get off, start it hard, come strong. I'm not into slow beginnings. I don't like that, I think it's a bad idea. It says that beginnings have challenges. is true, but bring it, come. Bring it. I see a garment. You could have said, put the big guns in the back, you know. We'll have some weak engagements and the big guys will pick it up. No, no, no. The front lines, the big guys. In any war, and we all fight wars all the time, put, 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 bring it. Let's go. Don't start slow. Throw yourself in. Bring it. Bring it. Intelligently, smartly, but bring it. It's interesting. I, you have to analyze how to bring it. I've seen guys with a seder, so a guy in that bring it mentality sits down, day one is chavrusa, and he's learning shtark. I bring it there means shmuz gishmak with chavrusa. You have to always like think what bring it. I always see the guy like who just day, minute one sits down and learns. I, I don't know that. I don't, I don't see it. You have to bond. Who is the guy in front of you? How am I to study with him? We have to be with him and let's go. So you have to know what bring it means and think. I just mean that the aschala matters. I think a good aschala is closing the mouth, meet each other and, and bring it. So bring it has to be thought out. What bring it looks like, but bring it. But it's, it's a good beginning. Good beginnings are important. In speeches it's that way. In camps it's that way. We just got to three days you can breathe out. We didn't start slowly. Now, it won't then, okay, now we're going to go to the slow mode. That's not how Sulam works, Baruch Hashem. 
But the bring it mentality is very, very important to me. You decided to, now again, it's thought out what bring it means, but I'm not, you're kaveya at the beginning. It's kaveya something. You bring it like in a, it, you go, I don't like that. You come, you're ready to play. You're ready, you bring it, you mean it. Let's go, get in, get in there. That's very, very important to me. That's really important to me, that skull of things. I, I just see it as a truth. It's no different to me than the front lines of B'nai Gada, B'nai Ruven, Lefisha, Gibayim Hayu. Their fire and the point of engagement, the war is starting here, you're going to meet B'nai Gada, B'nai Ruven right when you start a war with us. We want to get this clear. We're tough and we mean it. I think that's a very cool way of approaching things in your life. I'm in. When you speak, I'm, how, a power beginning just means I'm not here, I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to say something, I'm going to share something, I'm going to bring something. I am in. Get to it. Get to it. Get in. Do it. Do it. Do it. So I think that's just an important way of attacking things that you're in. You came for a purpose. You mean something. You're about something. I'm in. I think <coughs> beginnings matter a lot. I like that B'nai Gada B'nai Ruvin's right at the front. Lefisha Gibayim Hayu. So I did want to learn that piece of Torah with the Chevra and the Haras. What do you say, Aryeh, to this, the Haras of the Rebbe? Yeah. The same man who took people that seriously, listen now, he's listening to Hashem. Such a precision. He learned it wasn't like a forced, he like would listen very carefully. You could watch all his tires that way. His tire chumish is so, such precision. So I could have a different shot in his diyukim, but his diyukim are such and lefi. Who would notice that? There's an exactness in how he studied it. So I wanted to share that with the heaven. Because the reasons there are Mivur and the Psukim. That Maisha said, your brothers are going to fight. And you're saying, they said, no, no, no. We're running to the front line, Chushim. We're, and it's Mivur and the Psukim. You don't have to say because they were strong. That it's not the, it, the Psukim are Mivur, the reason there. They're saying, we're in. We're running to the front. We're in. So Rashi only has to bring you. But that we don't, I don't know if we want you in front. Wow. So it's not the reason they went to the front. The reasons are Mivur and the Psukim. It's just relevant to it because they're Gibayim. So it's Mitoich, not Lufi. There, Maish Rabbeinu made a separate battalion. And there was, that had nothing to do with their offer, nothing to do with show Yisrael. Maisha said, I like you a separate battalion in front. Lufi, you're Gibayrim, and the way you should begin something is win before you start. Let's go. Let's freaking go. The front guys are tough. We're in. We're in. We mean it here. We're in. I have seen, right, Branson and I have discussed this. It's not a joke. I promise that many nafkaminas to this. Put B'nai Gada B'nai Ruvain right at the front. None of this slow start. We, we want the Rebbeim. The buses roll up. You're there. Let's go. Don't, no, none of this slow beginning. You're there and you're ready to go. Ready to go. Does, again, it's, it's a thought to it, how it looks to plan out. But are you in or not? None of this like, that's why I like gathering the whole yeshiva the first night. I, I think an institution should. Don't, like, did we start? Did any... What's happening here? Gather, come, speak, start, form, go. What are you? What? Let's go. Gather and go. That's B'nai Gada B'nai Ruven at the front lines. L'fi shay gubayim hayu. 
and you show you're in this war, the enemy, the enemy sees it. Whoa, they are in. They are in. The enemy sees that. You're in for something. We're fighting. We're here. We came to play. Probably terribly named Rabbi Brownstein. The way we coin it is win before you start. When that we coin it, win before you start. It's in, in making in making events, like what's the plan for the Aschala? What what are we, how are we beginning? What's the beginning look like? <laughs> amazing, amazing. Shmuel, you hear this? Amazing, the two though. Mo, you got it down? You have, I get it, it's, you have to, I asked as Matis afterwards, look at it. Hashem is saying such precision, precise things. Do you hear the Rebbe's Varit Matis? You have it that you could look at it and get it? Okay, so we'll yet get it, we'll yet get it. Perfect. Shloima, you hear? I'd like to share. I'd like to share another thing, but obviously we're going to do a song, a little Revach Ben Aprakim. So we'll obviously sing something. But I do want to. Um, I do want to share something else in the parsha with the Chevra. I. Um, I want to thank the whole Chevra. Last night was beautiful. Thank you, Rev Aryeh. Thank you, Tari Barnett. That Venacha, that Venacha that Arye sang, that, oh, everything but that Venacha, beautiful, beautiful song. Venacha, love, amazing, amazing prayer, amazing song. That's stunning. Gorgeous song. The whole Hebrew knows it, we could sing it together, it works like that. Let's try it together, let's try once together, let's take it away, Arye.
began with Hala. Let's do Kaili Atavaideka. Take it Yeah, like I, I 
guess like the like the the almost external way of saying it would be that we're going to focus on void for nine days we're going to be busy with that which is chaser in our relationship to Hashem on the void and the lack so the superficial way of saying it would be that we start with the idea of how close we are we start with hallow with the closeness, the overwhelming, overflowing love that Hashem has for us and we have for Him, that it's like context. Of course, there's void, but we know deeper yet. Now, that's like the superficial way of saying it. The much deeper way of saying it is because it's there so stark, is why the void is more... Because deeply, deeply, we know it's there somewhere, it exists. The hollow is not just like... Like Bavar and the Halal and then have the Davelus. Davelus is because I know it's there. I have felt it. I have lived it. I've experienced it. And then sometimes I'm so detached from it. So the Halal sets up the Davelus. The Halal is, the, that's why there's this void, because I know it's there and I feel it's there and I experience it from time to time, degrees of it. The Halal sets up the morning. It's interesting, I back to Chumash, I'm, I'm going to go back in a minute, but this Keliata that we started with Halal, I have to share with you something that I, that I find rather amazing. The Gemara in Gittin, Nunvav, which is the Gemaras of the Chorben Beis Hamigdash, so the Gemara says that, the Gemara says as follows, Shadar ilavayu l'nirayn kesar, the Romans sent uh, this general Nero in Caesar to besiege Yerushalayim. Kikaasi, when he came to Yerushalayim, Shada Gira Lemizrach, he threw an arrow to the east. Asanav of Yerushalayim, the arrow went to Yerushalayim. Lemairiv, he shot an arrow to the west. Asanav of Yerushalayim, it went to Yerushalayim. Laarba Ruchay Sashemayim, to the four directions of the heavens. Asanav Yerushalayim. Whatever direction he would shoot his arrow, it went to Yerushalayim. Obviously, Hashem was saying that this Klai Yisrael is going to get an Einish. But this Nirain Kesar, who clearly saw that Hashem Kaviyachal is angry at his children, Kaviyachal. That the Rabbi Nishalalim's his plans on being ma'anesh, on punishing his children. A nace happened, whatever direction he shot the arrow, it went to Yerushalayim. So he knew the Rabbi Nishalalim plans on punishing his children. So this general Nirain says to a child, tell me the psuk, the pasuk that you're learning. I love that he says, tell me your pasuk. I love that. Psychly psukecha, tell me your pasuk. It doesn't say a pasuk shall imadita. You have a pasuk, you have something. What's, I love, we should have like a minute by us. What's your pasuk? Different weeks, different months, different years, you have a different pasuk. What's your pasuk? It's a very good, it's a good mantra, it's a good matter. Have your pasuk. Read a parsha, there are tons of psukh. What's your pasuk? He says to the kid, psychly psukecha. 
Give me your pasuk. I picture, I don't, you know, did he learn, he, who said he only learned one pasuk that way? But you have a pasuk. Kid, yo, he says to the kid, tell me your pasuk. Tell me your pasuk. It should be with each other. We should meet people. You haven't seen for a month. No, what's your pasuk? The guy should like say his pasuk. So he says to this child, tell me your pasuk. I am going to I am going to avenge Edom, they touch my child. I am going to pulverize Edom, they touch my child. They touch my child, I'm going to pulverize Edom. That's the Pasuk, that was the Pasuk that this kid was feeling. This kid said to Nero, he said, what's your Pasuk, kid? He said, I'm going to pulverize Edom for touching my child. Amar, so Nira, in this general, says, You want to destroy your house, clearly, you want to punish Klal Yisrael. And yet, and yet you're going to slam me for doing it. Araki runs away, and he becomes a ger. He becomes a ger, Nira, and he becomes a ger tzedek. We'll see, he became a ger. What, what caused him to be a ger? Some like confusing message. All the arrows and ace, Hashem's be ma'anish, Klal Yisrael. Yeah, what's your pasa, kid? What are you feeling? What's in you, buddy? And he says, I'm going to pulverize Edom. I'll slam them. They touch my kid. Becomes a ger. What, what happened? That's, that's a fascinating story that we caused him to be Megayer. He's a Roman general. He's quite weit. He's quite far. He ran. Boy, how far he is. Arak, he ran away. That's a long run from the head of the army all the way to being a ger. What a run this. And what motivated the run is this funny story. And it's Pashat that what he saw, Pashat Pshat, is that the Rabbani Shlom loves us, hallowed before the nine days. Hashem loves us. That's not negotiable. This is not a fair weather friendship. A child's a child's a child. A father does it like, well, I'm mad now. Now it's, now it's different. What? Ay, ay, ay. But a parent tells his kid, son, you're going to have to earn my trust now. I vomit. I vomit. Like I, now, I'm your father. I promise. I trust you tomorrow and again and again. It's not, it's, you're, not, you're, not, but you're, not, you're not losing my trust. I promise I'm remaining your father. Son, you'll have to earn it back. That's secular. That's Chorben Beis Amigdash. We're in Tegula. You're my son. I trust you. To the end of the world, you smashed my car when you stole it. I swear I trust you the next day. Because you're my son, I'm still your father. And a father trusts his son. You don't have to earn my trust. That's, that's exact, that's Chorben Beis Amigdash, Mamish Nira in the general says, all the arrows on Yerushalayim, I'm going to be Ma'anish. Oh, so you're upset at them, Gishmak. Upset at them? Whoever touches them, I'm going to pulverize you. You touch my children, I'll kill you. I'm going to come at you if you touch my kids. He's like, whoa. This relationship is forever. He runs it. The only thing you would do if you heard that is you'd be Megayer. Oh, I thought, I thought it was a friendship as a business deal. 
They're the good guys, they become the bad guys. I thought it was a business deal. Whoever touches my kids, they're going to get an Einish. They're worthy of Einish. We were rebellious. We needed severe Einish to, to, to ride our ship. But Hashem says, you want to know what I feel? Whoever touches them, you touch my kid. I'm going to give Nikmasi and Edom. He went in Megayer. Who came from Nero and Kesar, my friends? Says the Gemara, enough it me nay, Reb Meir. Reb Meir came out. Don't be shallow. It doesn't just mean the person, Reb Meir. The essence of Reb Meir was born here. Nafak minei Reb Meir, the Gemara is not like pulling a five. You want to know some interesting information. He once had a son who had a grandson who had, I don't care, I'm not a five, I don't care. I frankly don't care. So Gemara like points out little historical information. If you want to know, which is an interesting point to notice, no, I don't, I'm not into these. I'm a metri, I'm just not, I'm not there. <laughs> fine, but he's, the Gemara is talking to us all. <laughs> the Nafak Minei Reb Meir is saying something. From this Maise gave birth to Reb Meir. It's talking to me too, maybe. It's true. This is why fives are into it, because of the, the underlying side. And Reb Meir comes out. Reb Meir was born here. What's Reb Meir, Hever? What's Reb Meir, Shita, and Kedushin? Machloikis and Shas. And Reb Meir says that Yisrael Afel Pishachot Abanayim. A son is a son is a son. And you're still called Banim Lashem even when we sin. That's Reb Meir Shita. We paskin like Reb Meir, Derech Agav. It's Nageya, Sugis, and Megillah. But Reb Meir paskins and Shas. That's not a side thing. Reb Meir was born. He came from Nirain. This was the, the Shirish of his soul. He came from his El to El to Zayda, create. This is where his Shirish is where he comes from. That, that Hashem, yes, yet we deserve an Einish that has nothing to do with the love, the overflow. The nine days start with hallow. It's nothing to do with it's, Fakert. It's, the Chorban and the, the void is only in context because I know it's there and I want to access that which is there so badly. If it wouldn't be there, there'd be no, if there's no halal, there's no nine days. It's only because it's there. Banayim, they're my children. And Reb Meir comes from near enough Akminei Reb Meir. From there, Reb Meir was born, who says, Yisrael, Afi Shachati Yisrael. Is a ben, is a son. Is banim Lashem Lekechem. A ben is a ben is a ben. You don't like lose your son's status, no such as it means to be a ben. You don't lose your son, Nafak Minei Reb Meir. From Nira and Keser. From this, from this occurrence comes from him, Reb Meir. So it's cool that we start with Howell. I think that's wonderful. Thank you, Manny, for pointing that out to me. But I want to learn more of the parsha. We just prefer more
one more song, one more song from Al Ariel. We'll do it up. We'll start this one at a high key. Yeah. 
discussed earlier this week that we're all judges, that we're judges, we judge others. We have a view and an opinion and a perspective of the world that counts, that there's a psak, there's a psak that comes from us. The Rebbe met a Yid who's a, who's a, who's a, a Yid, a Talmud Chacham, and he said, the Yid was a Paisk, he said, I want you to paskin, Mashiach should come already. On you to paskin, we're all paskin, we paskin, we're dayanim, danes, kol mekavskos. So I'd like to share two pieces of advice to fellow dayanim, to fellow judges, that I, that I find both of them very striking and important in Parashas Tvarim. If I could share these two pieces of advice. Says the Pasuk, one advice, it's in Perak Aleph of Dvarim, Pasuk Yudzayin, and it says, Kakotan Kagodol Tishma'un. Three words. Kakotan Kagodol Tishma'un. Three words to memorize. You got the words, Lavi? Perak Aleph, Pasuk Yudzayin, Kakotan Kagodol Tishma'un. What does that mean? Like small, kakatan, kagado, like the big one, tishma'un, you should hear. So I'd like to share tupshatim in Rashi, and then to try to apply it to our lives, and then one more thing in the Pasuk, and then head to lunch. Rashi's, Rashi says, tupshatim, kakatan, kagado, tishma'un. Like a small, like big, shall you hear? Sheikhaviv alecha din shal pruta, kedin shal meyamana. Says the Pasuk to the judges, a small case should be as important to you as a big case. Kakatan, the tiny case relevant to a buck or two. Kagado, like the large case relevant to millions. Tishma on, you should listen to. Don't throw away the small case. Whoa, we have bigger stuff to worry about. You're a court. And you're in the middle of listening to a fight a guy has with a cider machine owner. He says, I lost the quarter in the machine. And they go in front of the court because he says, well, you shook my machine and did a lot more than a quarter of damage. And they go to the court to talk their case out. So they're arguing over a quarter and potentially $43 of damage to the machine. And they go to the court, and you're in the middle of listening to that case. And then million-dollar lawsuit, two mergers of two heavyweight companies come in front of you. Kakotan kagodol tishma'un. The small case, like the big case, you should listen to. Now, what I want to say, Rabbi say, and I want to say to us all, that first of all, the first striking lesson of that pasuk is that a quarter matters like a million dollars. That to be careful with money and being very careful not to be zahir in the small like the big. 
If it's relevant to a dollar, it's okay, a dollar. Oh, no, no, no. What is it? My dollar or his dollar? To be very, very makbid on small amounts of money. And katan kigadol tishma'un. You should judge the case and listen and take it seriously, the small case like the large case. We're a chabura that's about honesty and honesty in mammon and when it comes to financial dealings. The Messiah Sharm already says that Harbe Mishastim, many people are Hasidim Cholanfeya Hasidus in all branches of Hasidus, but when it comes to money, they're hardly from at all. They're not Mishastim. And to be careful, even small, if it's relevant to one dollar, is it his dollar or mine? To have tremendous care with small amounts of money. And certainly it's a conversation and a schmooze about Zahiris and somebody's money. To be careful. Reb Shmuel Kamenetsky, the great Rosh Hashiva, Philadelphia Rosh Hashiva, one of the G'dayle Hadar, one of the leaders of our, unquestioned leaders of our generation, we was that he came to Waterbury and somebody saw him, somebody saw him make a coffee on Shabbos Kodesh in the coffee room in Yeshiva and instead of the usual pouring from the urn into a cup and then pouring the second cup and pouring the coffee in there, he poured it into a first cup and put the coffee into the first cup. So somebody said to Rosh all of Klai Yisrael's machmir to put another klimat cold food Yisrael. The Rosh is not machmir. And he instantly said, not on the yeshiva's money. He didn't want to use a second cup, a chumrah that he keeps. But the chumrah to use a second cup from the yeshiva, no. I'm not going with that chumrah. Katan kegadol tishma'un. It's one cup. One cup. Three pennies. But Katan Kigadl, he made a cheshbon, he calculated. I'm not, it's a chumrah. I can't put my chumrah on the yeshiva's money. A guy takes tissues. You could just like grab half the tissues. They wipe their hands. Ah, oh, shucks. Take two, t- take two towels. Why do you take a third towel to wipe? It's not your towels. Paper towel, you just pull out. I watch a guy on a Friday night. I could pull out half the towel thing. What? What is He shrugs. On your towels, maybe. I, I don't think on your towels. Kikatan kigadol tishma'un. The small like the big shall you listen to. Take out two. Why are you taking more than two towels? Ta- two paper towels. That's enough to your hands are dry. You don't need three. Kikatan kagadol tishma'un. The small cases. So certainly it speaks about a zihirus in mamun chavercha. In the money of your friend, there's a tremendous lesson of the small case equal to the big case. Both are significant and matter by you. But I think equally important is the small stuff in our life. That sometimes we overlook the small decisions, the little things. The most important stories of our life are the small stuff. And to value the small details, the small decisions. You walk up to somebody, you say, good morning, that small decision has chashivas. The big people care about the small stuff. Kakatan kagadol tishma'un. The small case, like the big case, you pay, you pay a seriousness to it. The big people are big because of these three words. Kakatan kagadol tishma'un. The small case, like the big case, they pay attention to it. They don't push you, okay, I'm worried, the big stuff. No, no, no. Big people are big because of this pasta. Kakotan kagodol tishmon. Big people are big because of the small stuff.
The small case, like the big case, they pay it. They they give it. They give it. They give it a seriousness. The small decision that matters is significant. It's chashuv. The little the little thing matters and is important. Take it seriously. Take it seriously. It's a big zach. It's a big thing. The small thing. Kakaton kagadol tishmaton. This advice to judges is gold. It's gold. Memorize it, know it, and live it. Kakaton kagadol tishmaton. Give a seriousness to the small case. It matters a lot. It's significant. You know why? Because it's your small case and it matters. That's, there's, there's, there's eternity there. So I think that attitude of kakotan kagadol tishmaun, that advice to judges, is incredible. I want to end. Rashi, I want to read the end of Rashi, just not to stop middle of Rashi, and then end with the end of the Pasuk. Rashi goes on and says another pshat. And Rashi says, Kakotan Kagodli brings two pshatim. Kakotan Kagodl Tishmo'on, don't say he's an Ani and his friend is rich. So let me be Mizaki the Ani and he'll get Parnasa Benikiyus. None of that. Kakotan Kagodl Tishmo'on, the litigants have to be equal. Dover Acher, the last pshat I want to focus on for a couple of minutes, Manny. Shaloi Taimar, don't say, Heichani Poigi Mechvoidi Shalashir. He's very rich. Whoa, I don't want to mess with him. Bishvil Dinar, Azakenu Achshav. And later on, I'll tell him to give it to the guy. Kakotan Kagodol Tishmon. Pay attention to the small like the big. I want to say, I spoke about this this week that there's a, there's a terrible attitude, like a little child, like you ignore. The adults in the room and the kids like ignored. Penny walks by, Yehuda Deutsch's Penny, a person walked by. Kakotan kagadol tishmaton. The small one like the big one, pay attention to. A human being is large and the tendency, whoa, he's a big guy. There's such a thing as big people. But kakotan kagadol tishmon, to give seriousness, to, we spoke about the Rebbe's amazing anhag of treating people seriously, all types of people. Literally, mishugayim, a, a man came to try to like missionize the Rebbe. I saw the video, it was crazy. You would just chuck the guy in there, you're coming to missionize some yid who was like half unstable. The Rebbe treated him with dignity, spoke to him in dignity. Like, it was like so wild, like the guy's chatziah, lock him up, mental institute. It could be he needs that too. And it could be after the video, the Rebbe arranged that, but he took the guy seriously. There's a human being. Kakotan kagadol tishmon. The small person like the big person, pay attention to. And that's a good motto to live life with. So I want guys to memorize those three words, kakotan kagadol tishmon. Pay heed to the small stuff like the big stuff. The small amount of money matters. The small Messiah matters. Kakotan kagadol tishman. And the person who in your eyes is a cotton like the gadol, give them a seriousness. Kakotan kagadol tishman. Every single person with a seriousness, you're engaged in this conversation, there's a seriousness to this person. It's a very good three words to memorize. It's a good three words to incorporate in your life. That's one Pasuk I wanted to study. I wanted to end with further in this Pasuk. 
is the Pasuk says to a judge, judging is scary. One guy is going to hate you. Whenever you judge, somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose and he's going to be mad. Very, very scary. Two people come to court and, and one guy's going to hate you. Says the Pasuk, saguru Rashi has two pshatim. We're going to translate saguru, don't be afraid of any human being. In my house, this Pasuk is said a lot. My wife and I were talking, driving up to Sulam about this Pasuk. We didn't even remember at the time that it was in this week's parsha, on our minds. And pumped, we were handling the Pasuk, saguru Hashem, amazing. But we were thinking that we were contemplating the Pasuk, saguru Don't be afraid of anybody. And the question becomes easy to say, but, but I'm scared. I have a cash on the Pasuk, but I'm scared. Don't be afraid of any human being, but I'm scared. It's very easy to say that, but I'm scared. And I would like to say the next words. It says, Judgments to God. And I want a simple shot in the Pasuk. Is why it's so important, Din. Din is treated. Chazal the Sifri says that if the Dayan's worried, he's going to get beaten up. He should be Maisa Nefesh. So you'll get beaten up still. Laisa Nesh. Paskin, what's true? So the Sifri says even you're going to get pulverized. You're literally going to get beaten down. Paskin, the right thing. Why is that so important? Pashtus is because Hashem's Din has to win out. The Din, Mishpatei Atayra. God's Ratzin has to win out. The Dayan is upholding Hashem's Ratzin. So you can't be afraid. If you cower in front of a man and change the law, you've just messed up Mishpatei Hashem. Ki a Mishpat Mishpat belongs to God. You're upholding Hashem, the Dvar Hashem. To uphold the Dvar Hashem, you can't be afraid of anybody. We've quoted the Yam Shal Shloyme here in Baba Kama. The Yam Shal Shloyme says that the Romans in Baba Kama says came, they sent two officers to study Torah. And they wanted to see as our Torah slanted against the Goyim. And it says if our ox gores a guy, we are pater, and if their ox gores us, they pay Nezek Shalom. And the Romans did not like that halacha. The Yerushalmi says they planned on telling the Romans and there would have been terrible korbanas, but Hashem made a nace and the, sink ship, the, ship, the ship sank. The Bavli says that they were so impressed with Torah, they decided not to tell. That's what the Bavli says. I don't learn it's a machlaikis. The Bavli saying their plans. The Yerushalmi saying that they ended up planning on telling. Why doesn't the Bavli say that? The Bavli's probably going what we see, not what, I don't know Yushalmi. So you have to like study what Yushalmi does. The Yushalmi, we can't know. That has to be like Chatzin Nevuah. How do we know their Kavanis, their ship sank? Yushalmi's saying they were planning on saying. What they told us is what the Bavli says. Nonetheless, ask the Yam Shloimeh, why did we teach them this halacha? They were looking for this law. All of Klai Yisrael's Pekuach Nefesh changed the law. Says the Yam Shal Shloyme, you're mechoyev to die, not to change a law in the Torah. What? The Yam Shal Shloyme says that a Yid has to give up his life, not to change. The root of that Yam Shal Shloyme probably lies right here, where it says, Le'i don't be afraid of anybody, which is if Fries says, let somebody beat you up, 
because Mishpat belongs to God. You can't change Mishpatei Hashem. So that is Pashapshat in the Torah, that you have to listen, you can't be afraid. But let's say you are. So I would like to share a Pshat. Manny, I don't know if it's Pashapshat. I'm not sure. I'm just a Jew trying to learn Torah. I'll tell you. I'm sorry? Isn't that interesting? I like that Nidoim. Because there the Gemara says that he should have changed the law and accepted it. The only thing I could say there is there are times to be Doicha law on the tire, but you can't say this is the law. They asked us what the law is. That's, that's how I would like get around that, but it's, it's a valid, it's a valid Nidoim. I want to tell you a Pshat and close with this Pshat. This is what I want to close with. It says, don't be afraid of anybody. Because then is Tashem Maishu. So I ask Maish, but I'm afraid. So I'd like to say what strikes me in the Pasuk. I, I, I have used this Eitzah, and I want to share a thought with you. Did you ever go to a Nichum Avelim and you're freaking out? What do I say? This is so uncomfortable. Oh my goodness. You could, you could lose your mind. You're expected to say something, to do something, to be something, and you're losing your mind. And you start, you get in your head. It's a difficult situation, really difficult situation. I, I find that what pulls out of all the situation is focus on the task at hand. What am I here to do? I'm here to tell my friend I'm present for him. I don't have a smart thing. Ask yourself, do you have something you want to tell him? No. So then do, do what you're here for. I'm here to make it clear I'm with you. Walk up and hold his hand. I'm with you. F- task, focus, do it. And it helps a lot. And that's how you could talk back. We're human. The judge is sitting there. He's afraid out of his brains. He is defying a very, very prestigious, prominent person. And that person's going to spend years coming after him. Say, don't be afraid. But I am. And the answer is, You are a servant of God. And mishpat is important. So then think to yourself, I am a judge and take on your role. When you get busy with your role, you're able to talk back to feelings that you have. Say, I have a mission here, and, it, and I have, and it actually the difficult feelings actually, and maybe they even serve the purpose to ask, What do I want to do? It's not like a trick. The guy is going to Nichem Avelim. I actually say that all his worries can actually help him do his job better. He's full of fears and thoughts. His only choice is to clarify, What do I want to do? I'm bugging, I'm freaking, I'm going crazy. Okay, so let me now, I need to, sir, I almost have no choice but to identify what it is I want to do, what I'm about. A yid told me, a friend of mine was a son of a rub who was publicly disgraced. The rub was caught doing very bad things and was kicked out of the city. And the son was a close friend of mine. And he said to me, and I didn't understand it for a long time with precision. I knew what he was saying, but not with precision. He said that the amount he walked into a room, he had busyness. Wherever he went, he felt, and that's the tsar this person had from no avayer of his own. 
he walked into a room, deep tzar, what's people saying, how people looking, deep tzar, deep zionist, any store, he was very, very public. And the yisurim of this young man, a young person, Nairadiki yisurim, he said, I have no choice but to live higher. That's the words he said to me. I have no choice but to live higher. What he means is in, in all these different thoughts, I have no choice but to ask, so what do I want to do? And then I have to, if he's in the store, he has no choice but to shop and buy food with covered Shabbos. He has no choice but to tap into that which is real. And in that place, it's not, nothing touches in that place. If he lives in a fake place, he'll be swallowed alive. He has no choice but to live in a real place. That when he goes shopping, he's shopping. The rest of us can afford to go shopping and try to look fancy so the other guy sees I'm fancy. We could play another game. He can't play that game. So the only thing he could do is go shopping for Shabbos. The Pasuk says, But I'm scared out of my pants. I, I, I'm so frightened. Remember your task and your mission, you're, rep- you're representative of Hashem. That you could do, that you could tap into, that you could focus on. It's not ignoring your thoughts, it's actually responding to your thoughts. The guy who's going into Nichem Avelim and he has a rush of thoughts, he's lucky for that. Another person could go in there and say this and say that and do funny stuff. But if you're so anxious, if you're so taken by different things, you can't play that game. So all you could do is say, why did I come here? Because I want my friend to know I'm next to him, so just do that. Then focus on the task and do it. You could actually do it, and you're actually responding to all those worries and thoughts, cut to the core of what you're doing, of what you're trying to be. And says the Pasuk, don't be afraid of anybody. But I am, but I'm frightened. So you know what you could do? You could remember your task and mission. You could remember how precious and important, and you could actually do your mission. And when you actually tap into your mission, you remember, why did I choose this again? Oh, Adayin upholds Mishpatei Hashem. When I remember the importance of my task, so it's saying it's an etzah to the feelings. It actually could be all those difficult feelings of fear. It could actually serve a beautiful purpose in your conversation with self. That's why I did it. Ah, I have something. I have something. I'm focused. I'm something. I've, I've discussed this year. I've discussed this year a number of times with the Hevra that Ikuvin blockages sometimes tell us to desist from doing something. Bilam's donkey is blocked, and it tells him, knock it off, what are you doing? And yet, we know Reb Nachman, the Avais in building Klaiso had a lot of blockages, and they were supposed to fight harder. Reb Nachman says he should fight through. So I have a cash on God. How do I know if my blockages are telling me, stop, knock it off? And how do I know if I'm supposed to fight like a dog? And if I can't, know, so, so the whole thing's just arbitrary? What a blockage, as Hashem's very clear to us. There's very unclear. So how do I know? There's not a cute question. I'm sharing our darkest secrets. All of us have these questions. 
We have blockages to anything we find precious. And I'm asking something that's, how in the world are you supposed to know? Stop what you're doing, knock it off, you're wrong. Who said you should create that? Who said you'd knock it off? And Hashem's gonna one day call you to task. How did you hop? I sent you so many messages. I put something in front of your donkey, knock it off. I made it clear to you, you're an idiot. I made it clear what I want. Your mom is Billam and you're knocking the donkey, you're an idiot. And how do you know you're the other Minias? I should fight harder. How do you know? And it's obvious to me that Minias don't have two purposes. Billam and the others had the same point. Minias say rethink your thing. Hashem always, if he sends you a blockage, he wants you to rethink. Now what happens when you rethink? Bilam rethinks and is supposed to chap. I'm so foolish to defy Hashem. Stop cursing his children. And the others rethink and they become tigers. They recommit to their mission. Menea has caused you to rethink. You're freaking out. There's a litigant. You're scared out of your brains. Says the buzzer, don't be afraid, but I am. So the fear itself is maybe I shouldn't do this. And you read the next Oh, I was a judge for a reason. And you get much more in touch with your mission. You become a tiger. You become a tiger. The Avais, it wasn't like the Avais and Bilam had a different, their Miniyais. Both of their Miniyais, I promised the Avais thought maybe we shouldn't build it. You'd be stupid not to think like that. When they had no children, I promised Avram Avinu said, to Sarah that we're killing ourselves to build what? Clearly Hashem doesn't want it. Or maybe he doesn't want it. And I promise they thought a lot about stopping. The stopping what? Clearly there's not supposed to be our life's mission. They, they, it wouldn't be normal not to think like that. And then when they spoke about it, they re-thought about it and they said, you know, we should do this. And you become a tiger. You become, you become incredibly strong because you decide again to do it. You become not stale. It wasn't the decision you made years ago. You had a blockage and you rethought about it and you do it again harder, stronger, more passion, more commitment. You, re, you, you put yourself, you're, I'm in again. So there's no two points to Meneos. So when you face blockages, you are scared. What you have to do is the next words, Ki Mishvul, you have to ask, why am I doing this? What am I doing? Why am I doing? So if you're scared before Nichem Avelim and you're freaking, not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It forces to ask. It forces to think. A guy can walk in fr- into a dining room and he has all different anxious thoughts. I don't like when youngsters drink to take away anxiety. They miss opportunities for experiences. It's very hard to walk into a dining room you're this, you're from here, he's from there, where do I go, where do I sit? Those are real hard things. There's such opportunities of self-talk that's real. That's very real stuff. Who hasn't been anxious? You go to a wedding, family simchas, our family, like a family Hanukkah party, I think anxiety was born there. Your cousins, your uncles. 
and you were a little kid once, your aunt, it's, it's like anxiety was created at a family Hanukkah party. They're beautiful and full of anxiety. You're so foolish not to go, and you're equally foolish to drink before. You had an opportunity to talk to yourself. To be anxious means there's resistance and thoughts and feelings. Work them out. Talk. Figure out what, what am I coming for? Who am I? These are cool stuff. You figure stuff out in the anxiety. And then the guy drinks it away. And he, he beat the system. He killed the system. You had the chance to be anxious, to face something, to figure out what's your resistance. All good, play, all good things. Figure out a family Hanukkah parties. You drive, my kids and I had our best conversation, the family Hanukkah party. It's, it's fascinating, your beautiful uncle, and then you feel guilty, are you in touch? And all the things, it has things to it for sure. Get in there, be human there, be anxious there. Work through things. But you have an opportunity when you're afraid, you can ask yourself. So the Pasuk says, don't be afraid. How we are, ki amishbul akimu. When you chazer and get down the focus, oh, that's why I'm judging. That's what I'm doing. And he gets back on task with fire. And in that place, he's lezegur neish. It falls away all his fears, all his worries, and obviously his fears were to get him to the mission itself. His very blockages and stoppages were not to stop him from doing it, but to remind him why he does it. Lezegur neish. Well, um, Hashem, are you talking to what? Ki mishpah lekim. When you when you get to that place, mishpatz lekim. In that place, there are no fears. When the guy goes in there, it's not a trick, and he says, "Why did I come? Why did I do this again? Why am I going? Oh, he's my friend, and I just want to tell him I'm with him. So just do that." Then he does it like all his fears, worries, all that stuff. He remembers why he came. And who knows that all his worries and anxieties were to help him with Chesed Hashem. The other guy didn't have those anxieties, never got to that place of why he's here. This guy by force is sitting at the door freaking out. He says, so why did I come? Oh, I want my friend to know I'm with him. So maybe I should just do that. Uh, just do that. I don't have to be the hero who says this, who thinks that's, that's not, I, I don't have something smart to say. So, then don't, so, so why am I here if I don't have something smart to say? Because I want my friend to know I care. Oh! Oh, oh, God, so I'll let your friend know you're here. You go in with that purpose, and that's what you do. Nothing more, nothing less. And that place, you're not afraid of anybody. You've narrowed down, you've touched that place that's just the action, the neshama, what you want to do, what you're supposed to do. In that place, there's no room for fear. In that place, other side things seem to melt and disappear. But the sightings forced you to come to that place. Remember why you took this job to begin with. Remember the value and importance of this job. In that place, you bang out the judgment and there's no room for the fear of another human being. What's now? Now is going to be lunch and we'll announce the schedule for the day. Yeah. So let's take away all our svarim. There'll be a meeting for the younger guys for the tw- coming out at 12. All the trip guys at 1.30, there'll be a meeting in here. Very, very brief. 10 minute meeting. So, 7.15. If he wants, they put the tablecloths on and he happened to have gotten engaged.